This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Kids, do you like professional wrestling? Well, we like professional wrestling too, sometimes. <laughs> Shake them ropes. I am Jeff Hawkins. He is Chris Novembrino. Hey! <laughs> post, <laughs> post Super Bowl edition, I'd like to congratulate Ron Torbert and the officiating crew for their splendid win in deciding to call the game only in the last two minutes of the game. The Rams and all 30 of their fans had a had a spectacular victory parade. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was I, that was great. I was I was watching that on uh, what day was that? That was Wednesday. Dozens yeah, and no, dozens of people. And I, I saw dozens. my fr- I saw my friend and, and his kids one, two, three, and four. Uh, they were out there in the fans. Like that's great. I, what a great day for them. It's not that. It's not that the the Bengals didn't make mistakes and stuff. It's just one of those things where it's like that stadium was like two and a half or three to one Bengals fans who had spent money to come out and watch this game thinking it was going to work out in our favor. And I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy nut, but (laughs) it felt like, look, LA doesn't care about the Rams. They've been gone for 25 years. Anybody who grew up around here in that time picked another team. This is still a Raider town and the, and the NFL wants football to work out here. But you either call the game or you don't call the game. You let them play. You don't go last two minutes. I'm going to call this phantom holding call. I I just I've watched. I went. You got to be. And I don't cuss on this show, but <laughs> I do it. Um. Yeah. Do you want to outsource that to me? You, you no. usually outsource the bad the no. bad acts to me. No, I'm 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 probably just whining a bit here. So you know, it's like, oh Jeff, they'll be back. It's another like, no, one. You don't know the Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just like I'm a little upset by the whole thing. But it was fun to go to a Super Bowl. Everybody goes, how was it? What do you think of the halftime show? I'm like, I'm sure the halftime show was great on TV. Live in an arena, it was like. It was like having a concert with Radio Shack speakers in your high school gym. Sure, <laughs> sure. The acoustics are like nothing. The yeah, it, suck. The, 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 the concessions were half-assed and double price. I think people always assume that seeing music in a big live venue like that, where there's like yeah. 20,000 or 30,000 people, would it mean inherently that that's the most intense musical experience you can have? No, it's an open-air stadium. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it is much more the case that a room between about 200 to 500 is going to be kind of the most intense musical experience you get and a one you know 100 to 500 and scale it down even more but like the small venues are where you're going to have the really intense musical experience it live it's just spectacle it's a show yeah so congratulations to joe lanza the 20 other real rams fans most of whom are in st louis and the front runners in la who couldn't be bothered to show up for a parade and now root for the dodgers and the lakers so f off this entire city uh- <laughs> Oh, that's 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 what I think you're, about that. Uh, honestly, this you're making a compelling case for me to not care about football. And <sighs> I, what I'm hoping for on today's show uh-huh. is that you're going to make a compelling case for me to care 
about Cody Rhodes. Because, really? yeah, Hawkins, I don't give a shit. Uh, you're scared <laughs> to say that phrase. I'm not. Uh, this whole Cody drama doesn't interest me. And so what I'm excited for on today's show is for you to cover the drama and make the sale to Chris. Chris, you will be made to care uh, about Cody Rhodes and the Cody Rhodes situation. Oh, that's going to be a tough sell, but uh, I guess I'll try I, I, in the I, middle what of I my wanna rant. Say, uh, what I want to say, Hawkins, is that I'll listen to you. There are others, other people even named Cody, who I, I won't hear it from. You, I'll listen to. Here is my underlying thought on this entire situation. I don't know. I, I You know what? You can, Because nobody knows the reason. Just, just to get the, the facts out of the way before I bring my opinion, Cody Rhodes, no longer with AEW, allegedly. Uh, Tony Khan did not pick up the option for two more years in his contract. Cody Rhodes did not re-sign a contract. Apparently, lawyers were involved, if you believe, both Sean Ross Sapp and, and, the, uh, and the Wrestling Observer newsletter to disentangle the two out of their, or, or to at least disentangle any management type of thing going on between executive vice president and co and Brandy being chief branding officer and all those other things. But uh, yes, Cody Rhodes is uh, now free to go where he pleases. Now you can tell me and anything. So many options there are Hawkins. Well, let, let us list get, them all. Well, I'm going to get into that in a second. Cause that's, that's a weird part of this discussion. Cause I was listening to the He's flagship. going to impact. Know that I, I don't think he is, but um, you can tell me just about anything right now, and I'd believe it in some ways. You can tell me I don't think this is a work, but you can tell me this is an elaborate ruse to give him some time off or something like that, and I'd believe that because he just had a kid and he's been injured, and and you know he has TV projects going on, and it is pilot season right now, and I know that Cody has acting aspirations still. You know you can do that. You can tell me it was about money, and I'd believe that. Cody wanted more money and Tony just got alligator arms at the check because allegedly he got alligator arms with, uh, with Kevin Owens and someone who is, uh, who had his contract come up that is yet to be named, but, uh, allegedly resigned with, with WWE. So, so you can tell me that. And I believe it. You tell me that it's about him losing the power of booking. You tell me it's about bad creative. I'd believe that you tell me about it's about Brandy. And people not liking her and her having to be shoehorned into, into programs. I'd believe that. You can tell me that it's AEW moving on and evolving or that Tony is too plugged into Twitter that's saying, well, Cody doesn't really fit in. I would believe that too. Or, or, that's, or that's Cody Rhodes' politics or things he said publicly. I'd believe that. I'd believe that it's extensive time to raise the kid. I'd believe that. And I'd also believe that Cody might have leveraged this whole thing to get a better deal from WWE. I would believe that too. I would believe just about everything right now, Chris, if you told me it, but I don't know that for a fact, but there's multiple reasons. We just know Cody Rhodes is gone. Now, let me, let me state the pro case for Cody Rhodes here, because I think he doesn't get enough credit. I think he is the most, possibly the most underappreciated asset in this entire AEW startup. Because if you look, I went through his pro fight DB, that entire mid card pretty much was built by Cody Rhodes. If you like the four pillars, three of them beat Cody Rhodes. And one of them had a real, and the other one had a really good match with him. If you're happy Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston are in AEW. It's because of Cody Rhodes and the open challenge gimmick. That was his idea. He turned Brody Lee from a goofy McMahon, uh, you know, character 
to a serious fighter in the ring with that program that he had. He's his programs are the only ones that have a beginning, middle and end. Now you can tell me Tony's the booker, but the creative comes from the guys mostly. And they're mostly the ones doing that beat to beat. And, but, and you know what? I'd much rather have this dumb QT Marshall feud, which had a beginning, middle and end than doing this seven month meandering thing that I have with the young bucks and chaos, best friends, whatever it is, where we're, we had a lights out match between Adam Cole and orange Cassidy. And we're still super kicking orange Cassidy all around the place. It it doesn't end. It's just a meandering mess. And look, even, even though he had this whole nightmare factory feud and he had the, is he going to turn heel or not feud? And, And, you know, look, there have been bad programs here. Don't get me wrong. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm almost finished. All right. But look at the last few programs that he's had. He's he's been he's been the guy that's had to do the reclamation for Malachi Black and for Andrade El Idolo. And he and even Sammy Guevara in some ways. You know, he took a cutter. He was not under contract when he's taking these these bumps for them, like through a table and through a burning table and a cutter off the ladder. And you may say, okay, his work rate's not the best. And I get it. I get all these. But he's done more than Kenny Omega has for the younger people. He's done more than Jericho has done for the younger guys. And you can say that this is what CM Punk and Brian Danielson were brought in for to do. But until they get to that point where they've elevated somebody, Cody Rhodes is still a guy you can beat. And he's a guy that comes out and and his heat is still there when he comes back out. He hasn't been diminished all that much. He is a guy that you bring out. Oh, no. All, all the purists, all the all the all the people looking for the five star match, you know, wrestling observer readers are like, oh no, here comes Cody and his and his souped up WWE style and his promos that are pretty good to ruin my life right now. And I'm just like, guys, he's one of the best things about this show. Some weeks, not all weeks, but some weeks. And, and to me, you know, like he he has the old school build of here's the beginning of the feud. Here's where we escalate it with some sort of stipulation of match. Here's where we end the feud. And in, and as opposed to other programs that we've had in AEW, that to me is a blessing more than a curse. The floor is yours, Chris. I, you had me, you had me in the room there for, for a good while, Hawkins. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, I, I was there. <laughs> no, you, I was there. I was there. I, I, you could see me breaking. I, I'm sure if you watch the video that there, there was moments of trepidation. And then I, I guess my issue here is that you're blurring the good front end with what has been an increasingly bad back end of Cody Rhodes's performance here. I will grant pretty much every, I mean, I, I'm sure your IMDB citations are on point and everything like that. I, I have, DB, but yes. I, I, it's DB. It's a DB. <laughs> it's a database. Yeah, it's a database. Well, one's the internet uh, movie database. And one's this pro wrestling. Geek wrestling database. is basically a movie that no one ever <laughs> nominates for the Oscars. Uh, that's you quote that. That's fine. Uh, point being here, Hawkins, I, I think that the front end of Cody Rhodes's work is spot on uh you know like the ricky starks match comes to mind i i was thinking about that when i was thinking about the positives of cody Rhodes, and the one that immediately sticks out is ricky starks i thought that made him brody lee is another good one where uh brody lee the 
doing the job to Brody Lee made Brody Lee like he the case for Cody Rhodes being much better at making people as compared to other legacy stars like whether it is the Bullet Club or Jericho boy comparing Cody Rhodes to Jericho is like night and day when it comes to actually making people um it's totally spot on the last eight to 12 months have been a steady downward cycle um Anthony Agogo I think you could you could sort of say is like sort of the key inflection point there um you mentioned his good promos that Anthony Agogo promo was decidedly not well okay Um, but nobody hits a hundred percent no no nobody hits a hundred percent but then like Cody has also had a bunch of stinkers peppered in here starting with the Anthony Agogo one Mm -hmm. I, I I think that's a nice point of delineation here because prior to that like his promos were, I think, as you described them, spot on in, in the good Cody phase. In this last, when was the go-go stuff? When, is that about twelve months ago now? Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, yeah, but this that last, was when it, that was when he was doing stuff like with the Nightmare Factory. Guys. I, I mean, yeah. but dude, think about how many times this jerk has broken the fourth wall <laughs> yes. in the last year. It has become obnoxious. Um, and, and, and doing promos about I'm not gonna turn heel or whatever, Jeff. That is wrestling war crimes when it comes to I, writing. I agree. You and I, I have strong opinions on that. We always have. We need to yes. be consistent. I want you to stick. I want you to be true to you, Hawkins. Want to be true to what you believe in? No, um, I, I don't like when people break the fourth wall. No, I, I and, and like in particular, I'm going to turn heel. It's like it. The only thing that might be worse than I'm going to turn heel is I'm going to turn babyface. But like, <laughs> I'm going to steal the show. <laughs> no, that's more mild than I'm about to become. You no, know, I know, guy. I know that, but it's, but yeah, it's, my, yeah. it's my pet peeve. Uh, no, like spectrumatically, I'm going to turn heel is just a notch below it. And, and when you think right. about how ridiculous. I'm going to turn faces. I'm going to turn heel. And the way Cody Rhodes has been saying it is like pretty absurd. It, the only that's made it worse is not actually friggin' doing it. Um, and so, so it's like left things in limbo and it's made all these last programs sort of not work because he's not quite been a good guy, but not quite been a bad guy either. Um, right down to the Sammy Guevara unification match thing. Um, I, and then Earlier, you were listing off the giant tree of options for Cody Rhodes as to why this is happening. And, you know, like, I'm not saying I don't care if he's having a family. Good for him. Have a family. Not interesting to me. You know, I'm going to I mean, Cody Rhodes is probably no more interested in like I'm going to practice the minor scale in thirds later. Like, you know, that's great. That's a thing that I'm doing. Cody Rhodes is going to have a family. Good for him. Um, Cody Rhodes going to WWE, I guess, is really the only place that he might go. And are we really interested? All the things that you talk about Cody Rhodes being good at doing, um, do we really think WWE is the land of opportunity for him to actually shine with any of those? Or is he going to go there and be in the mid-card hell real quickly? Maybe after getting like a little brief title, what have you. Um, but like Vince is clearly on this Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar kick right now, and they're never going to put the belt on Cody Rhodes. So Cody Rhodes is going to go there and do boring stuff. And so like, why do I care what Cody Rhodes is doing when most weeks I read about Raw? You are now edging into the second half of this because I don't understand a lot of this talk around WWE, to be honest with you. I, I just don't. Um, and allow me to expound a bit. It's not that I don't think Cody Rhodes doesn't like wrestling. 
I think Cody Rhodes loves wrestling. I think Cody Rhodes wants to be a media mogul, which is why being at a place that had a partnership with Warner Media helped him. He is a producer on two shows on Warner Networks, which is why I always thought the money thing was a little bit, uh, you know, unless unless they're spending money hand over fist. He has some pretty good income streams coming in from these TV shows, too, even though, you know, they're made on the cheap and everything. He is still a top line producer on those. And you do get paid for those fairly well. WWE through Andrew Zarian of Matt Men, and um, he's also the weekend guy over at uh, Wrestling Observer Live, used him to get this PR about Cody leaving uh, AEW. They had that 20 minutes before, before it went out, which I find odd that they'd use him to broadcast this. Also kind of weird, I, I have it off the record that, that there was a pitch for Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania before this news came out, that they, they were planning on this. So the thought that Cody might have been talking to WWE before, this is great. Now, I listened to the flagship last night. I've listened to a lot of audio about this. I'm, I'm almost tired of talking about but because this do is you, new to, do you have like a little cork board thing with string connecting <laughs> different nodes and pepe no, sylvia but, but here's 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 my problem with with the you know wwe is the only place that will pay him that much and uh and also the the other one the other talking point that i've been hearing a lot is well they're gonna have to make him look good because that that's a message to the locker room over at aew that if you jump, that 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 they'll take care of you. Now, to that cynical old man Hawkins who has been watching wrestling for a long, long time, and has been listening to people talk about their re-signing with the WWE stories, says, "Never doubt the ability of wrestlers to self-delude themselves that they're going to be different, or that things are going to change." Because we know some things about WWE, Chris. We know that once you're gone. If you come back, they expect you to be the same guy that you were when you were there because they are the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. So they're not going to do some massive up unless you are a Roman Reigns or a Brock Lesnar type of guy. And I just don't see them saying that. Now, everybody's going, well, WWE is the only one who will pay him that much. Okay. Knowing that, how come I haven't heard that he has signed with WWE then? Because his leverage is now gone. He is now no longer a part of AEW. They've written official press statements saying, best of luck. Thank you for all you've done here. He can't. And WWE knows this. WWE knows he can't exactly go back hat in hand, even though I think he, he, he could possibly, if he decides to stick around, be a free agent. But the big money deal, I would be taking off the table right now. I'd say... Well, here's what you can get from us. And I just do not see the whole, we have to treat you well here at all because, because what they'll tell somebody else coming in is, Hey, you know, I saw what you did with Cody. Well, he's not you, you know, as soon as you sign on that dotted line, but like, look you are at the theirs. way WWE has been handling the ratings wars. Like WWE is like an army that doesn't fight the ratings wars they're just slowly steadily oh losing. oh but they do they do in in this way chris if cody signs there and this is my thinking anytime you hear about aew in the news cody's going out there to do a job 
Look at what they did with Goldberg and Sting. The two guys that you can't possibly mess up from the Monday Night Wars. They hold these grudges forever and ever and ever because those aren't guys that we made. Now, Cody Rhodes, they kind of made, but they, they made him up until a point. They only made him up until up until like U.S. title size. Yeah. yeah. You realize the kind of, of reclamation project that they're going to have to do to make Cody Rhodes seem like a big deal to the WWE universe. Oh, dude, with that which tattoo, they don't, which with they that don't assume, tattoo, yes. and that's with the that other neck thing. tattoo. That's the other thing is we know that Cody is sometimes prone to bad decision making. <laughs> See the neck tattoo. The amount of conditioning it's going to take to make Cody Rhodes. No, they're going to people are going to make fun of that neck tattoo. There are going to be promos. Yeah, like if he went to WWE, it would be about three months maximum before a heel comes out and starts taking shots at Cody Rhodes neck tattoo or Cody Rhodes is a heel and a baby face takes a shot at the neck tattoo to score points. Yes. No, I, I, I fully agree with you. There, I, I'm just it's it's one of those things that and, and all of that and knowing that Cody at least knows how his friends have been treated at WWE. He knows that how his dad was treated at WWE, Dude, how Adam Vince Cole never just gave that up. Left. I like if I they just let Adam Cole walk and they never tried to push the guy in any meaningful way on the main roster. And now I Cody Rhodes just saw this too. It this is if he's going there and he thinks it's going to be different, he's silly. If the money's right, okay, to your point, I think the negotiation strategy here is baffling. Um, maybe I don't understand all the ins and outs that I need to understand, but to me, you leverage one thing against the other thing, yes. not lose the one thing and, and then go, hey, other it's, thing. It's very possible that the contract's already been signed and we just don't know it because it, it, it should have been. If, <laughs> if all the, I mean, the moment that the lawyers were disentangled, uh, that, that that contract better have some fresh ink on it, because otherwise, otherwise the deal gets worse from here. That, that's all I can think of, because after that, it's like, oh, we can talk about that later. No, there is. They will say things like that. Hey, just just sign for now and we'll handle everything after you sign. Blah, blah. And they don't see see Mike and Maria Canellis. You know, who oh, I bagged on it. It's like they hated their first time there. They come back, they resign, they hate it the second time, and they trash it every time. It's like, do, do people not learn these things? I, I mean, are we just talking into the wind, or, or is it one of those things where it's like, you know, the hot guy who wants, who, you know, oh, I've always wanted to date somebody like this. Oh, but he told me he loved me. And it's like, no, baby, this time it'll be different, you know, that kind of thing. And you're just like, are people just dim or it's like, well, this is as good as I'm going to do. And the money's really, really good. Don't get me wrong. The money at WWE is really, really good. Really, really good. It's yeah, really yeah. good. You know, they're the most profitable wrestling company in the world. There's that kind of security there that, Hey, I keep getting escalation clauses in my contract. The, because the, I've the stayed assumption there or the presumption would be that there'd be that kind of security there. There's but like stability, what, but what we know? also know is that that doesn't exist. And so right. like, yeah, that's the other thing. It, Creatively, is he going to have an outlet for what he wants to do? And I don't think so. And if, and if booking was the issue here or whatever, he's not going to get that kind of thing at WWE unless they say, oh, well, we'll, we'll give you input. 
you know, they'll, they'll, they'll give buzzwords like that and then sign out of shut up and take your script. God, like, <laughs> even if he was given, like, the only reason I think Cody Rhodes should go back is if he can save that hellhole that is known as NXT now. If I Cody could see Rhodes, him wanting control of that, or at least yeah, if, some if, control. Yeah, if, if he could get control of that and be, or like have like a lot of control over that, or you know, what you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I would be interested in him doing that. But outside of that, I have no interest in Cody <laughs> but, Rhodes. But in allow, the allow me the counterpoint to that. NXT was never hotter than when Triple H was running that damn thing compared to right now. And what they've done is they've decided to make it a farm team for the main roster because. Well, we're not getting the kinds of kinds of talent that we want from from NXT up there, you know. Unless Cody can somehow go out there and sign twenty Wardlows, I don't see how, how him running NXT would be any different than what what it is now. Because you're not going to take you're not going to turn it into the black and gold brand again. It's still Technicolor Vomit NXT 2.0 NXT Level Up which is now what 205 Live is known as. All of these, like, there's so much poochy energy in <laughs> NXT now. Like, 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 NXT is the poochy brand of WWE trying so hard. Yes. Yes, it's all nothing but marketing and flash, and occasionally you get a good match. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you'll get oh. one, like, dropped in there. Yeah, yeah. But but it's mostly here. Here's the marketing slogans, and here's the same stories you see on the main roster mostly. So so at the end of all of this, Cody's options are retire, go back to AEW, or do something boring in WWE. Right? Well, no, they're 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 minor options, but they don't pay as well. Like New Japan can't pay him as well, but they could make him a IWGP champ. Oh yeah, and boy that and boy that would be a nightmare for AEW fans. If, if the forbidden door was Cody coming through as IWGP champ going, yeah, look at me now, you nerds <laughs> that kind of thing. There are smaller organizations that he could get a hold in and, and do his creative. If the creativity thing is the problem, he could always probably go with GCW in some way. I could see him and Jeff Jarrett going in on a venture. If that's the issue because you know, Jarrett wants back in somewhere as as a money-making force there's this thing look my next news article is about this ridiculous cyn wrestling i don't know if you've heard about that yet but we'll get to it in a moment um so i mean there there are minor options most of them involve startups or something to that effect i could also just see this being being an entire ruse between tony and and uh and cody cody goes off for a while does some project does a movie whatever the hell it is comes back in a little bit as a quote-unquote free agent maybe with some muscle behind him and uh, i mean the, the best angle. case scenario is it's like a reset button for what has not been working for several months here with cody rhodes right um and you know I, brandy's it, not gonna be involved so that might you know right might help or hurt who knows yeah the brandy promo really bombing uh in cody rhodes and brandy rhodes's last week is an interesting inflection point in all of this Okay. That, that no, I, I think it's it's no. really it, it is. It's interesting. I, I want to hear the, your your thing. That's why I meant. by it went on. it went really badly. Like she was supposed to be a baby face, and she got booed out of the building again, juxtaposed against Dan Lambert, who is supposed to be <laughs> the stereotypical like boomer 
boomer servative, like hates society sort of guy. Uh, and, and Brandy Rhodes couldn't even get over against that guy. <laughs> um, you know, like Lambert was scoring points on her. Um, and I don't like, we, there were real questions about the Paige Van Zant and Brandy angle. Like, like yeah. there, there was, it, it felt like they had written themselves into a real corner here. So maybe it is best that look, a lot of people care about this controversy thing. I think they care about it in the in, in, in at least the right way, which is something that you can't say about a Cody Rhodes angle very often here in the last like six to seven months. Yeah. So uh quick yes or no. Do you think he ends up back in WWE? No. Okay. I'm going to say no as well. I know. I know prevailing wisdom is yes, but I just don't think it happens. I, I, I Although he is 35 and that is a lot of money, but um, I, I just think, I, I think he's too, I think he just knows he's tweaked them. He's also tweaked them from AEW a little bit too much for me to think that he's just going to go back and think that oh, all's forgiven. All's fair and love and business. They have long memories over there, kids. Uh, as I alluded to before, EC3 and Bra- the former Braun Strowman are opening up a promotion, say that they have a TV deal imminent called CYN, called Control Your Narrative Wrestling. Included in some of these <laughs> cards is former Carrion uh, Cross, Killer Cross, Moose, Austin Aries, <laughs> applauding it. I just assume Joey Ryan's going to end up on one of these cards at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, who knows where this TV deal will, will be? I don't see it being a big deal of impact and ring of honor. Don't have, you know, huge deals right now. Maybe something with like a fight fight TV type of thing, but yeah, they're going to go into business for themselves. Chris. What a waste of Braun Strowman and to a lesser extent EC three. Who I, I think agree. is a pretty good promo. Um, I just think they could be doing better things. But they've been everywhere. Where is there to go? <laughs> has, Str- has Strowman done uh, AEW? Uh, he has not done AEW, but I don't think there's interest there because he wants too much money. I think uh, okay. that might be it, but I know he did He did the final Ring of Honor show. Showed up yeah. there. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I look, uh, Strowman would be good for AEW. Uh, Str- I mean, Str- Especially, you know, Hangman. Hangman having a feud with against Strowman would be good. I want him in this face of the revolution match because we already got three hosses. We need all hoss ladder match right there, baby. Miro, him, Chris Hero. Don't give me Brian Cage, but we already have Hobbs. Uh, who is it? It's Hobbs, Keith Lee. Murderhawk. And, well, Murderhawk could be in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be a hell of a ladder match. Um, Kyrie Sane. Returning to wrestling, she'll be on a stardom show coming up soon. I uh, guess her WWE contract is done. Good for her. She's fantastic. Now, if there's a forbidden door for her, I'd love her at a, uh, to do a, a one shot or two in AEW. And I think that'd be fantastic. I, I just, that's, that's a woman who <laughs> got the crap knocked out of her on the main roster by both Charlotte and Nia Jax. Best wrestler in the world, and they made her a pirate. Just, it's just one of those things that you just shake your head and marvel at. Uh, have you seen any Kyrie Sane's or uh, the former Kyrie Hojo? Any of her Japanese stuff? Not lately, no. Okay, it's really good. It's really good yeah. stuff. 
Uh, former. I mean, tool- the, you know, the only thing I saw prior to WWE is their stuff in Lucha Underground. That was right. great. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, that was pretty good, too. Um, the former 205 live is now 205 dead. That's a that's an old joke that's been waiting to happen. Now known as NXT Level Up and being debuted as ring announcer, the former Ring of Honor Quinn McKay, now known as Kelly Kincaid. I think that's a hell of a pickup for WWE. Should they ever choose to let her do in-ring stuff again? She's not bad. She's had some training. Um, you know, perky, cute kind of person that uh that does well in the announcing type of roles here and i think she could have a pretty long career in wwe she's really good at the social media stuff too she'll probably be fine uh well i mean you can hang around fairly decently in one of those roles right now yeah but it's i think it's a little higher up where it's a little more dangerous yeah or yeah or or hey i want to be a wrestler instead of what you've put me in right now and then and then the, that's when the clock's ticking Alex, Alex Riley. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Apparently Peacock working on a documentary about Teddy Hart. WWE not happy about this at all. God help us. We have to have a documentary about Teddy Hart and his insanity. Uh, are, Are you aware of Teddy Hart, Chris? I don't know if you are. No, not really. Okay. Um, users please deluge chris with teddy hart stories of his insanity and his love of cats and just his uh his inability to be a sane human being because uh i just don't have enough time on this podcast to go through it nor do i want to i don't find teddy hart a positive positive impact on the wrestling world at all but well at least he likes cats yeah, at least he likes cats. Uh, old branding is new again. Saturday night main event coming back for WWE house shows. Upcoming. Let's squeeze all the goodwill. <laughs> Everything we can here. I just, okay. If they appear on the cock, that's cool. If not, it's, it's just, it's just something for branding purposes to get people back into house shows because those have been the flailing part. Why? Because there's so much television. Nobody cares about the house shows. I, and it, the television's not very exciting. Why would you want to go and see a house show? Yeah, true. Um, WrestleMania weekend news. Undertaker first announced entrant into this year's Hall of Fame class. Oh man, I don't know how this speech is going to go because number one, I don't, I don't, <laughs> could they possibly make Undertaker do this speech in character? <laughs> when, when I rose from the dead and my father, Paul Bear, I, 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 I want him to recap his childhood with Kane. I do, I do. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the whole Kane story <laughs> <laughs> one more time. <laughs> or, or, or it's just gonna be semi impersonal stories about how he abused young guys in the locker room with wrestler court and tried to act like a motorcycle gang with what, what was the name of it there was the name of that weird crew that he had with all those it was the uh oh i forgot the name of it but it was like a three-letter thing where they all acted like they were a motorbike gang <laughs> they're just a bunch of wrestling bullies and then he can even <laughs> recap how they spent the better part of the last decade trying to spin wrestlers court and Mark Calloway's <laughs> taken upon himself role as the judge is like a cool thing that actually needed to happen. And it was right and good that Mark Calloway of all people in the locker room was the one to be the arbiter of justice. And he was a good and fair judge. You see. 
Well, we have two nights worth of WrestleMania, and uh, if you did not watch Raw, which not a lot of people did because it was on sci-fi, it looks like one of the matches that we are building to, because Kevin Owens is trashing Texas all of a sudden. Unreal. Steve Austin and Kevin Owens in a match in 2022. And if it's anything more than kick wham stunner by Steve Austin, I will be surprised. I know Owens won't want to do that. He'll want to do or not Owens, but Austin, Austin wants to go in and look good, but he's not taking like, he's not going to take a frog splash with his neck. He's not going to do a lot of bumping for Kevin Owens. If it's a squash match, he's going to be on the Austin end. And I guess there's an audience for that. Don't get me wrong. There's a big nostalgia audience because he gets the huge bops and people love him still. And people want to see the one more match. And I get that. I just, it's, it's one of those things where I'm just like, we are tempting fate here. <laughs> because we know that Steve Austin wants to be the performer he was 25 years ago, and he's not going to be. And I, 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 I don't know. Sometimes you have to you, say people. You, from I know you say that, but like the thing is, the Stone Cold character was never about being a great performer. No, I know that. What? Uh, but. Uh, no, especially la- later. Later, I, no, it was like atrophy towards the end. Like it became a reduction of everything you liked about Stone Cold, circa '97. Um, but like he does. I mean, he needs to go in there. He needs to put on a Texas cloverleaf. Um, that's going to be the most demanding spot. Um, otherwise, it's mud hole stomp. It is Thez press. It is stunner. Um, yes. It is catch a beer. Uh, that's going to be. That's going to be tough. That's going to. That might. He's pretty good at catching a beer. Let's get, so I put that underneath. Let's say Cloverleaf's the hardest thing he's got to do if he's even going to do that. Catch the beer. Um, McMahon that, comes out to do a beer thing with him. He gets stunned. That, too. Yeah, he, yeah. Thez Press. I mean, like th- this. This will be a skitlet thing. Yeah. Um, and now it. I mean, the hope here is that they will be able to trick enough people into thinking that you're really going to see Steve Austin have a match. Um, and. I don't know, uh, or, and, and and or that enough people will go, eh, I know what it's going to be like when The Rock had the match at WrestleMania and that was like nothing, uh, yeah. that match against Braun Strowman. Um, good good usage of Strowman there, guys. Uh, or was it Bray Wyatt that he uh, did The Rock Bottom to? Uh, there was the Wyatt family. Oh, no, no, it was, uh, Luke, uh, it was uh, Eric Rowan. It was Eric Rowan, Rowan. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was when like Austin okay. Hogan and... and yeah. uh, was it Austin Hogan or Austin uh, Foley? It was Austin Foley. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Came out and just crushed yeah. any, and the, and, any and the, momentum and the, that the Wyatt family had. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Rowan should have went over, but it is what it is. We can't change history. Um, but no, I, I think Austin, it's just hard to see Austin and Owens having anything beyond a five-minute match. People will eat it up, though. So, yeah, you know, yeah. who are we to uh, judge? You know, I, I always temper what... I'm interested in versus what people versus the WWE I, I, universe. Well, no, I say they with AEW. I try to read their fans. I, I do yeah. pay attention to how the audience is reacting to yeah. stuff. Cause if it's different than me, then I take that as to, you know what it is. And Hey, you know, that struggling company, that's not making much in profit. They'll just fill the seats up there and they'll get that loud pop and there'll be wrestling's back. The new boom period. Uh, interesting enough, there's been a note from uh, Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, that says that another that an Austin level name has also been added to Mania. There's only three or four people that could be Chris. You care to recklessly speculate right now? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Oh, that was a five-star answer. That was so good. I just did not see that one coming. I really did. I, you think it's a rematch with Stone Cold? Night two? Alimony on a pole match. Come on out. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Steve McMichael gets wheeled out in a wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, Jeff, you're just going straight to hell on this one. Um, Rock, maybe Batista. Maybe they view Trish Stratus as, as I don't think they do, but you know, or the Undertaker in his final, 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 final match on Hall of Fame weekend. I, I mean, unless is Goldberg already scheduled to have a match there yet, or because it could he also can't be... be the Austin Level Town if he's already on the Saudi Arabia show, can he? Uh, he could be. Oh God, is that what they're thinking? Uh, he looks a lot like Simon. <laughs> we'll, ju- we'll just dress he, Goldberg up. He, as... he was WCW's answer to Austin. That's very true. <laughs> Put a couple knee braces <laughs> on him. <laughs> they're all beards. <laughs> See if people notice. Why is he bigger? Austin's been working out. Austin's been working out. He's gotten <laughs> taller and more jacked than I remember him. What? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, that'll do it for the news portion of this show, kids. Now we move into the semi lazy river. Let's call this the bank of the lazy river because if you're listening to this on Saturday, it's already started or it's over. But yes, the WWE is making one of their twice yearly trips over to the Republic of Saudi Arabia. It's a kingdom, Jeff. They, they have kingdom. a king. Their yeah. kingdom. It's the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Thank it's you. not a republic. KSA, KSA, you're correct. I am sorry. They have a king. They have a king. They have a king. Kings are great. Who, who doesn't love kings? Continue. Well, so does Canada. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't make Thank it smart. That doesn't make it smart. <laughs> in the Jeddah Superdome and Jeddah Saudi Arabia to thousands of Saudi Arabia to give a crap. If you've ever watched one of these shows, they just, yeah, there's about, it's like, it's like a Rams victory parade. There's about 20 people who care and the rest are just there because it's a scene uh, <laughs> crown jewel or no, it's, it's, it's called the elimination chamber. I thought they're going to call it the WrestleMania chamber to avoid. Yeah. I thought they, the I remember that. that story. And then people were saying elimination chamber. And I was like, okay, I guess that's over. No, it's on brand. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, my God. Eight matches on this show. And three of them matter. Here we go. <laughs> Beginning with Chris. Who do you have in this barn burner of a match? Can't wait. Ray Mysterio with Dominic Mysterio at his side after that promo on Monday versus the Miz. It's going to be the Miz. Miz is going to be. <laughs> no, he's not. What are you talking about? Yeah. Ray, Ray Mysterio still from the attitude era. Six, one, nine, one, two, three, maybe a double with Dominic in some ways, you know, so we get the kid over a little bit to do some things, even though they did that on Monday as well. Uh, if it's a prelim match, they're trying to build to something to mania though. Like, I don't know. They might actually have Miz go over. That's the only reason why. Oh my God. Would they have Miz and Ray Mysterio as a singles match at WrestleMania? Why wouldn't they? <laughs> well, then you have to do something with Dominic. Maybe, maybe this is maybe yes. Miz destroys Ray, and we get Miz and Dominic at, versus at, Maurice and Miz. Oh, oh, oh! Well, he could do that, I guess. But I was thinking Miz destroys Ray, maybe after the match, and then the match becomes Dominic versus Miz at WrestleMania. 
a main event in no arena anywhere. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Is that going to be a night four for us? <laughs> night four. <laughs> <laughs> Newly extended due to popular demand and because of Austin. Four <laughs> nights of WrestleMania. <laughs> no, it'll be at Stand and Deliver at 11 a.m. on a Saturday. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, in a false Count Anywhere match, Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss with Happy Corbin. <laughs> and I guess swords are legal. I want someone skewered. I want so I want somebody highlandered on this show. If they're gonna say that swords are legal in Saudi Arabia, Moss better go over. <laughs> gonna dress up Moss as a journalist and have him come in and do it. Oh dear lord. Hawkins, stop with these jokes. They're just terrible. Knock knock. Who's there? A journalist. <laughs> Who exactly? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Don't I like those. I like I like Madcap Moss a lot, but this this no, it's gonna be McIntyre. Of course, he's gonna win. No, unless unless Corbin finds a way to interfere on his behalf, and then we we poured over that quote unquote heat to the WrestleMania viewers <laughs> of Happy Corbin in his Vegas ugly wardrobe versus Drew McIntyre. Oh, enough of that, Hawkins. Uh, the Usos, Jay and Jimmy. If you weren't aware who the Usos were. Versus the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar, for the tag team championship of SmackDown. I think the Usos win this. You think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Hate to say it. What, Hate use, to... what use is this match? <laughs> really? Okay, fine. I, I hate to be this snarky about such things, but this card is this card is ridiculous. Oh, on so many come on, hey, it's, it, this stuff's just been insulting my intelligence. This lately. is this is this is what they call a WrestleMania level card because this is what Saudi this Arabia. Is, this wanted. is the worst build to a WrestleMania that since I've been on the air, it's not even close. Like this, this one's so bad. Oh, in, in your in your happy fun time match, Ronda Rousey and Naomi. Taking on Charlotte and Sonya Deville in a tag team match. And the stipulation is that Ronda Rousey has to wrestle with one arm tied behind her back. However, <laughs> will she be able to do it? In However, a tag will team she match? be able to do this in a tag Boy, team match? All the drama to that stipulation, which is a stupid stip, by the way, um, is completely sucked out in a tag team match where, like, it it just it's just not that interesting. Is she going to be the one armed hot tag, or is she going to be the one armed person taking heat? Uh, Sonia leaves, or Charlotte leaves Sonia for dead. I think <laughs> just yeah, uh, which is which is a bad metaphor on my part, given where it's in Saudi Arabia. But nevertheless, yeah, um, well, 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 we don't want to talk about the plan ride home too early, Jeff. No, we don't. But yeah, Sonia's taking the fall here either way, and. uh she will feel the glow and whatever it is Rhonda actually does. <laughs> judo. Lots of judo throws. Does spinny the spinny slam. Well, yeah. actually, Sonya Deville used to be an MMA fighter, so she will take a beat. Boy, you sure forget that watching her these days. She wears a suit well, though. I do love her taste. Uh, I'm not it. saying she doesn't have a look. I'm just Ooh. saying like the presentation of her on on TV. Like they could be doing so much more there. Becky Lynch, who came out on Monday looking like a hobo. <laughs> there has to be a contest between her and seth every week let's see who can look the most ridiculous and stupid coming out there and each week they top themselves taking on lita in saudi arabia 
for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. I made the joke before, but if they don't paint a thong on the outside of bodysuit, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't see Lita winning this at all. And anyways, it might be a good match. This, this match might steal the show if Lita has something left in the tank here. Um, and I assume they both are going to be very motivated in this match. So I th- out of all the matches I'm watching, I see in this lineup, this is the one I'm actually looking forward to the most, to be honest with you. So uh, I'm going to go contrarian on you. I'm going to oh. say they do a one night title reign for like Lita. I think they, I think they have Lita win like, Rem- in- and then do a rematch on raw or something and just have her lose the belt real quickly. Just to make that's the crowd the worst idea in no, the world. just really to make the crowd in Saudi Arabia yeah. happy. I'm like it, not trying. It, this is this is like a not bullshit. Answer no, 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 no. I no, I get yeah, your yeah. thinking because yeah. they are they are a nostalgia fuel audience. Quite fair. I mean, remember, or at least the guys who 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 want the show booked are in a nostalgia fuel because they asked yes. for Yokozuna and. <laughs> Psycho Sid couldn't make an appearance. Andre the Giant no longer taking <laughs> calls. <laughs> Bruno like San Martino. He was just still with us. He just couldn't make it. <laughs> well, he, he has no idea. He has no idea where Saudi Arabia is. <laughs> he can't find it on a map. <laughs> not couldn't spell it. Oh, what have I not said yet? Oh, here we go. Uh women's elimination chamber. Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki ASH. And on Monday, the sixth person was announced. Alexa Bliss making the trip to Saudi Arabia. Still cray cray, still, <laughs> still kind of talking to Lily a bit, but uh, she has left her creepy doctor's office, which I, I've seen porn movies with, with doctor scenes that were <laughs> more realistic than that one. Um, <laughs> they were really bad, Th- those. Oh, they're god awful. I, I, like, I, I don't I have care. a gift I, for you. You are a creepy doctor, doctor. I don't care enough about wwe right now to really get granular on them but like god from what i watched on those promos over the like last several weeks here they were just so unbelievably like bad and uninteresting and i think they, i know they never hit it out of the park with inappropriate doctor patient relationships yeah, yeah, that's something i want to watch every week especially they they just don't they ring really bad here in 2022 too it's just it just it just not like bad like oh you know creepy it, it just it, it increasingly hollow like it just that it's a sort of trope that doesn't work as well now chris make the case that alexa bliss goes over bianca belair here if you can uh they've been doing all the promo packages around alexa bliss it's very simple what, uh, what have you been seeing from bianca belair my god if they do that Wrestling Twitter is going to go ape if it's if it's Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch, but they still have Becky playing the heel here. So I, I just don't see it. I, I, th- I still think they go with Bianca Belair. I just it, it's it's one of those odd things where I'm trying to figure out how they get uh, rid of uh, Alexa Bliss. I mean, Alexa Bliss re- feels recap, like the star here. recap, recap the Bianca Belair push to build up into this. Has she been getting a lot of mic time? No, but it's one of those things where. Um, although she won the gauntlet. To be the last one there. So the person who wins the gauntlet usually doesn't win the match. Right. So oh, I'm, I, have, I, they, I, have they have they bailed on the plan? That's my question. Have they bailed on the plan for it to be Bianca versus Becky and for, for Bianca to get her win back? And Alexa has a storyline with Becky, too, right? Yes. Yeah. In some ways, I think. I don't know. I forget. I mean, like, it doesn't really matter. But they'll like, make one up if there is one. one up. Yeah. I think that's a terrible idea. But man, you've now convinced me. I think Alexa Bliss may win this match. 
Yeah. Yuck. Hate to say it. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman taking on Goldberg. Is there any chance that Goldberg gets a one day title reign or one week so. title reign? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, no, I, I think they they beat Goldberg here. Okay. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean they beat him. I think they've beaten him every other time he's been in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Except for, uh, no, except for the Bray Wyatt one. He did yeah. get a win against Bray Wyatt that one time. I, I mean, I I just I don't. They they have not been building Goldberg like he's going to win the title. Some interest, and I left this for last because there is some interest in this match and how they're going to figure out a way to get around it. But Bobby Lashley, your champion on the Raw brand, defending the WWE Championship versus Brock Lesnar, Seth freaking Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. Now, the Brock Lesnar question is the interesting one. And uh, our friend Alex Palaski over at Fightful was like, well, how can you possibly justify this blah, 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 Usos, whatever? And I was thinking, you know, I was thinking at first you do the trope of Romans hiding underneath the elimination chamber, comes out, spears Brock and and then does win. But Monday's go home show featured Brock destroying Austin Theory and then taking a selfie with him. I think Brock is one of the last two in the chamber here, not in a pod. Roman just comes in, spears, Superman punches him, rings the bell. Austin Theory <clears throat> pins him one, two, three, and that's how Austin gets a quote-unquote win and then gets destroyed later by Brock on Raw, probably on Monday night. But you have to find a way to get Brock out of here, and, that, and it's going to have to involve Roman Reigns, I think, right? Unless you're having Brock win the whole damn thing, which then kills Lashley in some ways. So what do you think here? I'm kind of liking the Austin Theory finds a way to get a pin on Brock Lesnar, but like there, there's, you know, retribution and everything and Brock gets his heat back and all of that sort of thing. I think I like that theory. I, 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 I kind of like it too. Cause you know, you know, ju- you just know Austin's going to get killed. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, next- I, it, it wouldn't be, it, it, he get, Brock would immediately get his heat back. It wouldn't, it, it would just be a way of getting Brock out of the chamber. Basically make the case for Seth Rollins winning this match and being WWE champion. Well, Seth Rollins has been WWE champion in the past. <laughs> I uh, know. I mean, in a storyline sense, not, not, great. He has a tremendous. He has a tremendous laugh. Tremendous uh, upside yeah, here. Yeah. And, uh, great athleticism. Uh, yeah, former yeah, member yeah. of the Shield. He called him the architect for a reason. No, don't give me WWE speak. I mean, is there a case here that Seth Rollins wins this as a transitional champion for somebody? Like like Bobby kills him at WrestleMania or something again. I haven't felt like Seth's getting the belt back, but maybe I'm missing. Maybe I've been missing beats here. So I don't Fair know. Enough. I I I feel like I feel like Lashley just hangs on to this. It, it, McMahon's just in this meaty dude's phase right now, where yeah. he yeah he just likes he likes his main event guys six foot five, big muscles, can't really do much. Watching or, Wardlow on AEW with a bottle of lotion next to him. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, man. No, actually watching Wardlow and complain that he looks a little small. <laughs> he's get on the gas. Yeah. Work yeah, on that upper body of his. He's only about 6'2". He could be 6'5". <laughs> he needs to wear lifts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think I speak for both of us. I'm not going to be watching this live. I'll, I'll, I'll follow it on Twitter or I'll read the results. And then if somebody tells me there's a match, that's any good. I might watch it, but uh, sure. <laughs> don't don't come back at me and go, man, that Ronda Rousey tag match was something because I won't believe you. Um, <laughs> I just won't. 
but yes, that is uh that is WWE Elimination Chamber 2022. The first of two trips probably to Saudi Arabia. Enjoy. And with that, we now open up the lazy river of wrestling criticism. Anything we watched, anything we saw, anything that caught our eye or our fancy or what have you. It's fair. This is gonna be like here. a really. This is gonna be a short. This is more like a stream, given this the fact that stream, we just. Given yeah, we we just did yeah. WWE largely, so I mean we can talk. I guess NXT real quickly, but like you can go wherever you wish. This is your lazy river. Your first this is call. My, I usually uh, give you. I usually give you the honors because I usually over talk in the news. So go ahead, uh, Hawkins. It's Vengeance Day, or it was Vengeance Day um this week i I don't know if you missed it or not i I kind of missed it but i i followed along but yeah yeah i mean look the only thing that i thought was really worth a watch here was the creed brothers yes um, versus that i did watch yeah and then i would maybe say like if you wanted to watch something else from this cameron grimes and uh carmel hayes was pretty decent um Everything else on this show, like it will make you sad to think that this is still NXT. Chris, are they teasing Cora Jade turning heel on Raquel Gonzalez with with her lying about doing the training? Are you kidding? This is this is more David Goliath was booked improperly. Crap. The small guy should the small guy should be a weasel and should turn on the giant. I, I couldn't believe when I saw that. This what what's this Nikita Dame's last name? I, I remember oh. she she was she was she's she's the one that they signed from uh Women of Wrestling, the Genie Bus thing from Access Television. And they did something they did something different with her, and then they've now reworked her as this. Um, uh, this is, this to me is everything I thought they were going to do with Tony storm. I'm going to be honest with you. I, this to me was everything they're going to do with Tony storm, a hot model show off her butt. Nikita then, Lions. Nikita Lions. Thank you. Yeah. But this was everything, you know, she's a, she's a butt kicker, but she's also hot. She, you know, she doesn't wear a lot of clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go one other point here. This Imperium thing, this Gunter thing is horrible. Gunter? It's horrible. Like, like and, and, and please, please extrapolate because I want to hear your misery. <laughs> it's not bad enough that they changed his name from Walter to Gunter, even though like Walter is like more than even it. It's more than just a name at this point. It's a name that people like to it's change. It's a presence. It's yes, a it's a name that people chant like Goldberg, right? Like if you chant Goldberg to like Goldstein or something like that, people <laughs> would still be like Goldberg. Not they wouldn't. They wouldn't go with oh. you to Goldstein. <laughs> like 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 they go. I, I, they, could, I could get myself in a lot of trouble here, but I'm just imagining that Goldstein. Yeah, yeah, oh. like, uh, like 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 they're not Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> Silverberg <laughs> and some jacked up Jackie Mason type comes out. Uh, yeah. No, I, I mean, like people are going with you on this, even though you've kind of kept it in the ballpark. No, they're not. Uh, like it, Walter is like a name and a brand and a chant. 
Um, and so you have that, and then you have Walter now Gunter. What I'm just, I'm just still calling him Walter. Gunter's the name of the kid from The Simpsons who got left behind on the field trip because he was full of chocolate. Yeah, I was gonna say he falls. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Augustus Gloop falls in. <laughs> it, 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 it oh, has a cousin named. I want that to be his <laughs> yeah, 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 like. And then he's no. and then he's yelling at the announcer. No, my name's not Gunter. SK comes out singing a song about the dangers. Like it, it. The whole thing sucks. And and then Gunter can't even acknowledge the fact after yelling at somebody for his name being pronounced wrong. No, it's not Gun- Gunter. It's Gunter. Um, and meanwhile, everyone behind him is yelling Walter, but he can't really acknowledge that because to acknowledge Walter would move them too far back into the previous gimmick, and they really want to move him away from that. But I hope to God the crowd never lets him move on from Walter. I hope that like they are just like giving Batman his mask back here. What was the original last name that they had given him? The one that oh, matched the U-boat Gunter commander? Stark. Gunter Stark. Stark. And that's uh, that's the that's the worst part about it. It's like they all they came up with was like generic bad guy names. Stark, yeah, Stark, like Tony Stark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I, I I maintain that I think they only after the fact realized that that was Hugo Captain. Like that's how dense they are and mindless. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna go to AEW. Okay, uh, for a lazy river thing, and take a victory lap that I never thought I'd be taking. When I said that they were going to, they that that looked like they might. It seems preposterous, but they might do Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa as a team here to take on the Hater Collective with DMD. And then remember, I stopped myself because I went, "That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard." Because on week one, she hit her in the head with a pipe. But apparently, you can get mutual respect. Can they coexist after trying to brain somebody with a pipe? You know, I respect that move. That was that was an alpha move right there, Mercedes. You almost you almost sent me to the ICU with my brain spilling out of my head. But but you know, now I want to team with you because because damn it. <laughs> what a ridiculous that, No, you know, that wasn't even the most egregious part. Cool. I'm glad you saved me the space here. I think the most egregious part, and you say by the way, you say I never prepare for this show, but in preparation for I this week. No, you do. You say like all sorts of negative things to me. You text me late at night and tell me I'm a jerk. It's it's fine. No, you are a jerk, but go ahead. Okay. Point so thank you. <laughs> you see, people, listen, take your notes. Oh, give me that open. Uh, okay. So here's the deal. In preparation for this week's show. Um, I watched all four seasons of Cobra Kai and <laughs> go ahead. And let me tell you, what should uh, I do? Sensei. Oh, I mean, like there's a lot of things wrong here. Like for example, John Crace is going to prison right now. Uh, Cause he attacks stingray or like actually gets framed by Terry silver at the end of the last season for attacking stingray. And anyone would know that if you, if you fall Cobra Kai, I don't, um, well, okay. Uh, just, you know, like, so do you really want to be getting advice from Chris, um, for, for starters? Or can you even, cause he's in prison, duh. Um, but to like, well, I enjoy on some level, the synergy with AEW being involved in current relevant things. 
Um, and, and Cobra Kai, like, you know, let's all kidding aside. It's one of the highest rated shows on Netflix. Like they, it's actually doing incredible numbers in this, yeah. Uh, yeah, this last season did really good numbers. I thought that this is a really pointless and silly inclusion in a Britt Baker's angle, which just like every week feels more and more like the video game Fortnite, where they just keep adding crap in. And like, they once <laughs> had a good thing. And like, like now it's like, so like you once had like Britain rebel and that's like Fortnite le- version one or whatever. Then they add in hater and like okay that's a new season that's kind of weird and now all of a sudden you have john crace and like we're now like deep into season five and incredible hulk is like smashing your dude building a fort and stuff and and are you even playing a game at that point you know what this reminded me of i'll give you an old school reference back on back in the tbs days the 605 days i believe this is right before clash of champions won uh tbs was really pushing hard the new leave it to beaver which had an adult Jerry Mathers and a way past his prime Eddie Haskell on it. And they did this thing where Jim Cornette and Eddie Haskell met each other. And it's one of the saddest things you've ever seen, but Jim Cornette was game for it, but it was just the worst, the most cringe kind of cross promotion you could get for a show because already you knew that the new leave it to Beaver was going to be crap. Cobra Kai is still cool. No, no. Okay. So I I, want to stop here. I think there's actually a really interesting plays for Crace here. Uh, He's really miscast. I agree. There's there's a perfect guy. No, 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 no. I'll go one better. Okay. One better. Brian Danielson. He's already basically building his own version of Cobra Kai right now. Yes. You have Crace. That's a great idea. Yeah, no. uh, Oh, yes. And everyone would be into this. Like, this would would kick ass. Um, Crace is mentoring Danielson and helping Danielson lead into his heel tendencies so that he, like, stops getting cheered. And, like, we get more into the strike first. And meanwhile, Danielson's trying to build his dojo of young killers. Could you imagine Danielson yelling, get a body bag or sweep the leg? Because I can. Oh, you'd love that. Oh, are yeah. you kidding? If there's anyone who would absolutely sink his teeth into being evil Johnny Lawrence, it's Brian Danielson. Yes. My God. I'm stealing that idea. It's so good. No, no, that's a fan. I have one or two of those a week. No, that's that. that that's fantastic, Chris. You earned your keep on this show. Finally. That, uh, <laughs> just, no, that really. I, I, that, once a week is all I need. <laughs> just one good idea a week. One that's, good idea. That's one more idea than you have, Hawkins. Your jokes are terrible for the YouTube comments. Um, No, that that's. Uh, no, they, they really seem to dislike me. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's OK. Uh, No, that that that. God, that's a much better idea. That that thing's fantastic. That's no, it, it, rather than just having it on Britt Baker, no, I'd be I'd just infinitely more interesting. Also, let me note this about that match, because that match was off. And this is, I think, the second big match in a row where Mercedes Martinez, I think, has been knocked out. I think she was knocked out on her feet during this match at some point, much like she's the Zia She's got to be really, gotta be really careful. She's starting to pile up some of those head yes. injuries. You only in, have so in, many in on, the, on the bump card. Yeah. No, and, and like in like a 24, 36 month period, we've seen her like she's gone lights out like three times now. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And that that's worrisome. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I love me some Mercedes Martinez. You know? I, I really dig her. I just like that. That's that's scary, man. Uh, you are up where, wherever you wish to go. Um, I get, I mean, dynamite seems to be, we can stay on dynamite. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Adam page seems to once again, be stuck in a program where (laughs) he is not actually the star of the program. Yes. 
Uh, and I, I just everything about this Adam Cole thing, and then the follow up with backstage with the Young Bucks was so weird and counterproductive to what Adam Page as a champion really needs here. Um, I I don't. Do, what what what? Do you have anything to add on to the Adam Cole thing? I, look, the line they said that you you've always been the second best Adam in here. That, that, that why isn't Page knocking him out after that? Why is he taking that? What he is this just emo stands crap? there and takes it like a weenie. God, and then and they're, they're thinking, well, you see, he's he's a sensitive champion. You know, da, da, da. I mean, everything Cole said he was right about. It's like, yeah, you haven't been hanging around the Dark Order, and then and then just, oh god, and then he gets thing. played at the end with he the handshake. Played. Yes. he gets played. Everybody knew that O'Reilly and Fish were around. Except everybody stupid but face, stupid Adam Page, Adam Page yes. who's not a good friend. Like and, and like Adam Page's only answer is, "Yeah, you're right. I haven't been a very good friend lately." And then I, I swear to God, I think Ten missed his cue. I think Ten missed his cue here to come down there because he goes down there, <laughs> storming through after everybody's already left, and then he starts beating on the security geeks. And it's like, look, if you're going to do this, if you're going to do this rage month, if you're going to finally get Preston Vance something to do because you haven't done anything with the Dark Order ever since. But you remember when we thought that lawnmower thing with Alan Five Angels was going somewhere? Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, I, I, well, I mean, like, honestly, I think rageful monster Preston Vance intrigues me, but he has to be beat Dark at, Order guys, Preston, too, in a blind Preston rage. France. Preston Vance as Adam Page's mini boss is actually a really interesting sort of like pairing too. Like I, I like the idea of Page being really chummy with Preston Vance, um, <laughs> and, and maybe like maybe a lingering question of is Vance going to turn on Page? Nah, not yet. No, no, no. no I'm saying I'm saying as a longer for, no, no. Like like if you wanted to actually have Adam Page be friends with the Dark Order, um, having Preston Vance and Page be closer would be an interesting pairing. Oh, oh yeah, that I was thinking about Cole and Page. My fault. That no, you're you're right about that. That that's, yeah, that would be yeah. If they did character development in this federation, uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, I what do you, I like the Sammy Guevara Darby Allen main event, uh, and I even like the way that they got out of it without having to pin somebody. I, I like uh, <laughs> John El Idolo continues to fascinate me, especially. It's not always on TV, which it should be, and that's a cardinal rule of Jeff Hawkins watching professional wrestling. <laughs> He's now calling Sammy Guevara Jericho's kid. And like his interest in child labor is something to behold for the Hardy family office. But I I loved the interplay between between Guevara and Allen in this match. And one day they're gonna have a barn burner on a pay-per-view if if one of them isn't dead first. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you in the ring, Darby Allen's usually pretty good. Um, and I think, like, he works really well with Sammy Guevara. And that's, like, that, that's not the issue is with Darby's matches, in my opinion, generally speaking. And actually, I tend to like his matches more when they're in the ring than when they're not in the ring. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think the he's stunt sort of, stuff is fine. Okay. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think he's underrated in the ring. I, I think his selling is good. I think he actually yes. does a number of like, good fundamental things well um, as a wrestler. Uh, and so I, I thought this was a nice showcase for him. I, I like the limb work um, that Alan was doing. I thought like using the coffin drops to target the leg was really cool. Like, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Like using his coffin based offense to do limb like work. Nice, nice. Um, I thought. St the stings like 
blocking like the way like he was in weird places at weird times at the end of the match like after like when like Andrade hit him like it felt like he was really late for the save and yeah. had no sense of urgency or indignation that he that like, was weird I mean it's like, like if I Darby saw him hit just guy, got screwed out of the title yeah you it need was to a be title match him. bro like yeah. yeah like that was weird to me that was weird to me as well yeah I I got that I, <laughs> Jose the assistant is a fantastic Twitter follow. If you, if you don't follow him, uh, he's just absolutely great. Um, and he's a great lackey, a great flunky. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, inter- I'm interested in Sammy, Sammy and, and Andrade. It's going to be something. I think, I think that that's going to be a happening right there. I'm, I'm very interested because in it seems like, it seems like Andrade has found his groove again, post Cody, at least. Um, uh, you got the inner circle. That's match. what I was going to go to. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because I, I didn't know on Wednesday. Did it seem to you that uh, Ortiz hit Jericho with something or did he just hit him and it was a roll up? Because to me, I think, I think the better move would have just been clean pin on Jericho and let him go their separate ways. I get the. Uh, I get the because it doesn't matter, right? Like if if whether or not he cheats, um, if they win, they won, and if they wanted to cheat to win, they wanted to leave the group, and if they win the match and they want to leave the group, they've left the group, and like they, I mean, and even if but Jericho's the heel here, I know that's the other part that makes it even more weird. And so like like I don't, this is like a weird one. Like if they did cheat, and they might have, um. I also don't get why you would write that into the spot. Uh, Here's the other thing that just baffles me. The whole story of this match is that apparently Jericho hasn't been giving Proud Powerful their due and they want to fight it out in the ring and that and that Proud Powerful feel underappreciated as a team. So what do you do? You give them a distraction win with Eddie Kingston and they don't really go over as, as as a powerful team. Because they needed the no, help. And, and to your point, once Kingston walked out on their behalf, um, it, it was made an Eddie clip- Kingston match, yeah. right? Well, no, beyond that though, it stopped being inner circle business. So, right. like, sort of like it, the match really became irrelevant because you already knew Santana and Ortiz were leaving. Yeah. So, like, ultimately, the outcome of the match didn't matter. The only audience was, was ahead of them. Audience was already well, no, there. right because how how do you possibly see Eddie Kingston coming out? And the inner circle reuniting, unless they all turn on Eddie Kingston and jump Eddie Kingston and all turn heel again. And I um, thought that for a moment. I thought, I thought they I, might I, do that I, for I had a that as the only possible other out here. But like once it became clear that's not where they were going, um, then this is dumb. This is more Jericho crap. Did you like uh, the I, punk promo? No. Really? I thought it was at least clever. I mean, the will you be my Valentine? To his Piper, I thought that was kind of a cool thing, but then again, Piper Valentine dog collar matches in my wheelhouse. So yeah, no, I I get it. Um, I just like you know where I'm at with the Punk and MJF thing. I'm like I I was checked out. MJF did some good acting in there though. I mean, just just the flustered (laughs) part of it. I mean, and I thought it was a nice bookend between the time that Punk came out and never said anything and drove MJF wild. And then this time MJF comes out and doesn't say anything. I thought that was a pretty good bookend. Well, yeah, well, part. but like the problem is it's not really a bookend. It's now two occasions where Punk has left MJF speechless. Well, no, no, no. First time, uh, 
first time Punk didn't say anything. Right, the, and, okay. and left MJF speechless after okay. that. Okay, okay. No, like, I, I, MJF I, had no follow-up. When Punk came out and said nothing to him, MJF couldn't retort to that. Uh, I only have one note on Rampage, and this is my final note. Um, Serena Deeb is fantastic. <laughs> this, this, this professor you, thing. You could just pin that on the board. That she, I don't know who's going to be breaking this. And I'm still thinking it's going to be Hikaru Shida in a mask eventually. But the longer this goes on, the more heat this segment's going to get. And I, and I love it for her because if anybody deserves a nice long run, I think it's Serena D because she's been doing yeoman's work in the women's division. Um, in, she, in, lieu, in lieu of Jade and DMD having the titles and them having to build her, she's, she's a solid three in here. God, I, honestly, at this point, I'm way more interested in a deep TBS title reign or a deep, uh, like main women's title reign. Uh, You're not interested in Jade Cargo versus the Bunny? Can't, no, I can't. Honestly, <laughs> I can't wait for that. I, like I, yeah. I, every every Jade Cargill match, it just keeps getting better and better. It's people, a, it's a chance to see something that you might yeah. not ever see again, and that's one of the weird things. So, sometimes like, I forget what, or like I don't forget. Sometimes I imagine what Ahmed Johnson would be like <laughs> in the year 2022 I as am, a woman. At this point. My dream match for Jade Cargill is Tay Conti because I just want to see, I want to see what what they come up with because I'm almost frightened about what they come up with for that one. Uh, no, my dream match is Jade Cargill versus Nia Jax. Oh, <laughs> that's 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 what I want. Oh my, you know what? I want that. I want a Jade kick to go wrong. Nia starts getting physical, then Jade starts getting physical, and we just kind of like show down a little bit. And then maybe maybe Nia Jax tries a slam, but her upper body strength isn't so it there isn't much there. like it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Cargo <laughs> tries to go for a kick, but can't quite get over her waist, and that just kind of settles in on forearms and stuff to take Jax down. Yeah, I. Although you're talking about Nia, and all I can think of was Tamina in that. Terrible 24 seven Valentine's day date sketch that just, uh, <laughs> you missed this, but Reggie and, and Brooke and Dana decided to go to, again, it looks like a meeting room in, in an audit, in a, in a policy, uh, in an arena of some kind that they've made up to look like in a restaurant or something to that effect. And they, <laughs> and <laughs> oh, oh, I've already forgotten his name. How have I forgotten his Reginald? name? No, no, not Reginald. Um, Tazawa. Kazawa and 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 uh, and Tamina are in disguises <laughs> following them. And of course, having and of course, here comes our truth as a waiter, blah blah blah, and everything goes wrong, wrong, wrong. And then Dana tries to put Reggie in the friend zone again. He goes, Yeah, friends, and then rolls her up for a three. It was perfect, just absolutely perfect as a dopey sketch, leaving her with the check on Valentine's Day. I I mean I, I, I will this is say. what Cody has to look forward to if he WWE is chasing the 24-7 title, probably. Yeah. Well, look, at least Reggie got the belt back after getting put in the friend zone. Over under three months, Cody signs with WWE and, and gets forced to do Stardust because Vince has this idea. 
Yo, boy, I think yeah, I think he's <laughs> I think he's back in Stardust by six months. I don't. Okay. I was, I'll say under. I'll, I guess I'll go over. That would be the over because I had three three months. Okay, yeah, no, I see that. <laughs> oh, we have this entertaining gimmick for you. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. I don't have anything for the lazy no, review. Okay, Dragon cool. Kai. Dragon Kai is what we need. <laughs> that's the most. That's the most fantastic idea I've heard this week from anybody. But yeah, that's uh, Chris Novembrino. You can follow him at DWATG on Twitter. You can follow me at Crap Game 13. You just follow the show at Shake Them Rose. We are part of the Voices of Wrestling family uh, of podcasts, including Open the Voice Gate, Music of the Mat, which I'll be recording another episode this weekend, uh, talking about musical memories of that. Flagship with Rich and Rams fan Joe Lanza. Eh. And all the other podcasts there. Find us on any podcast provider other, under either Voices of Wrestling or under Shake Them Ropes. Chris also does a podcast, DWATG is short for Don't Worry About the Government. He's going to tell you about it now. Yeah, Don't Worry About the Government. Still tapes occasionally. You can find it over at patreon.com slash DWATG. Uh, support the show there, buck a show. Uh, at this point, it's like a buck a month, so like, like maybe two bucks a month. Has so a Patreon you... waned a bit? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I'm saying no. I'm saying I'm only doing a couple of episodes a okay. month. Okay. So okay. Like, like I'm saying, like if you sign up for a buck a show, you're basically giving me one gotcha, to two dollars gotcha, a gotcha. month. Gotcha. Like it's I'm. This is not like I'm not asking for twenties, people. I'm asking for like one dollar. At the twenty dollar um, tier, he starts revealing state secrets. It's great. Yeah, no, 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 dude. Like, <laughs> a buck a show. Just play, if you could sub up for a buck a show. Check it out. You get the video version of it when you do that over at patreon.com slash DWATG. Um, I'll be doing more here at some point. It's just, dude, life's busy right now. Um, I'm on Twitter at DWATG. Teaching guitar lessons. If you want those, hit me up at DWATG, and I'll get you signed up with that. Um, otherwise, I just need to say Dragon Kai. Live shows? Oh, yeah. Live shows will be coming up at the end of the month. Uh, at the, uh, next month so i'll be announcing uh like withered bloom shows here like in at the end of march dragon kai dragon kai <laughs>